on, everybody? It's your buddy, it's your pal, Spaz Phoenix, the YWC Rally Check. And what we have today is more fantasy booking from me. When do I do fantasy booking? When I'm bored. And honestly, when was I bored? Last night. Recording this on Thursday. You guys are getting it on Friday. Do the math. Oh, yes. And if I was going to do any other topic this week, it would be the CM Punk nonsense. But I'm kind of exhausted by the CM Punk nonsense. I do not need to hear any more people defending a company mistreating their employee that much. So we're doing this instead. So while all the nonsense of the typical Wednesday night wrestling programming was going on, started scribbling, started taking notes, started thinking about what do I want to talk about in the good company? And there's really, there's really two conversations going on right now. One of them one of them is the international pay-per-views, which I've talked about quite a bit. I love the the globe-trotting trend that WWE has going on right now. And the other is the title situation in general. People don't like the new world title. People are still crying that Cody didn't take both belts off of Roman. The women's champions switch shows and, you know, we think there's going to be a thing there. We have NXT champions on the main roster. So the title situation, if you want to be nitpicky and not just enjoy the show, because that's what you tune into entertainment shows for, to be entertained, um, really there's two things going on here. The titles are a mess, according to some people, and we're doing a bunch of international shows. So how do I bring the two of them together? I start scribbling and I start doing that, oh, what would I do with this, what would I do with that? And I've sort of combined the two, because, as we know, Chamber was in Montreal, um, Backlash was in San Juan, Puerto Rico, we're going to go to Saudi, yes, I know some people are upset about it, it's fine, uh, Money in the Bank is in London, England, and then we're finally coming back to the U.S., um, for SummerSlam. And I say finally, no, coming back to the States for an American company is not a big deal, except they've sort of globetrotted, and it's the first pay-per-view since WrestleMania that will be in an American stadium, plus it's a big four pay-per-view, so it's a nice little flagpole there. So what do I do? I put the two ideas together, and I say, what would I do, personally, to fix the title situation on the main roster? I'm not going to bother with NXT. We'd be here forever, and I haven't watched NXT in like three weeks. Let's be real for a second. How would I fix all the titles by SummerSlam? So I'm going to go title by title. We're going to talk about who has it right now. We're going to talk about any t changes that I think need to happen to that title, and then where I think that title will be, or where I would put that title at SummerSlam. Hopefully that makes sense. I will say, this is just my opinion. This is just jot notes that I did uh, last evening while I was watching other boring programming. This is just me throwing in a bunch of people that I like. This is me talking about titles the way I would want to see them done. If you want to do a response to this, if you want to throw your ideas down in the comment section, hit me up on uh, Twitter at SpazPhoenix. Uh, please give me yours. Uh, this is not, I'm saying WWE should definitely do this. This is just, some of these ideas aren't even carved in stone, like aren't even fully formed. This is just, here's some random ideas I had. So very light, very probably inessential, Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, there's no pay-per-view for me to preview this weekend, so I didn't really have anything to drop for you guys on Friday, and I wanted to do something before uh, this week's episode of WWE last week, because we will have a lot to talk about at that point. Uh, there's a lot of FlixFix stuff up as well. Guapo joined me to, uh, to review Guardians 3. There's a trailer response for... What did I do? 
the Meg 2 and the new uh, Brain is falling right out of my head. Sorry, guys. The new Hunger Games. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. So if you want other stuff to uh, to tide you over in Spazland, you can go check all those out. But let's go title by title. Let's talk about the Intercontinental Championship first because this one's going to be nice and quick. Intercontinental Championship got drafted along with Walter and Imperium to Raw. You don't really have to change anything about the Intercontinental Championship, honestly. Uh, the Intercontinental Championship has never been show-specific, other than to say that wherever it is, the U.S. title's on the other brand, but that's not a huge deal. It can hop shows. It doesn't have a... It's not blue or red. It's not the Raw Intercontinental Championship or the SmackDown Intercontinental Championship. And... I know I'm on an island here. The belt design for the current Inter Intercontinental Championship, it's not the classic design. I get it. But it doesn't hurt my feelings either. So leave it on Walter. We know he's defending against Mustafa Ali at Night of Champions. I'd kind of like to see Walter in the Money in the Bank match because I think that's just something weird that I want to look at. But by the time we get to SummerSlam, I don't know how you get there. I don't know how you come around back to it because he just lost the Battle Royal. I want to see Walter versus Bronson Reed for that title. Do I think he's going to win? Probably not. Let's be real. But set me up. Build Bronson Reed. They're sort of doing it, but they're sort of doing it in ways of, okay, we need to build this big guy, so let him run amok in the Battle Royal. We need to build this big guy, let him run amok in a multi-person match. They're not saying, here's Bronson Reed's, you know, tally of victims. Let him go through all the typical ones. Let him go through Baron Corbin and The Miz and Dolph Ziggler and Mustafa Ali and all the guys you like to bury. Um, because at least if you're going to bury them, bury them for somebody like Bronson Reed. And Bronson Reed versus Walter would be a very, very different kind of, you know, Big E special, you know, the big men slapping man meat. And I think it would be a really fun match. The United States Championship is on Austin Theory. It got drafted with Austin Theory to SmackDown. No need for a change just yet, but if you wanted to slightly tinker with that belt a little bit, I would like something a little bit more subtle. Um, most recent comparison I can give is not a recent comparison at all, because I like the uh, the design of the old WCW US title, because it looked more like a like a plate belt, and uh, the belt in the... Or, sorry, the flag in the center of the belt was it looked like it was placed it doesn't look like it was stamped on there like this one does it kind of looks it looks heavy which is a really really stupid thing to say about a title belt but it looks like it's twice as thick as any other belt that they have and maybe that's by design maybe there's something i'm missing about uh about that but it looks bigger and heavier than the world title if that makes any sense i really don't know how you get around to this so excuse the excuse the um the randomness of it, but you break up the Brawling Brutes, you stop calling Butch Butch, and properly renamed or re-renamed Pete Dunne challenges Austin Theory and dis dismantles him. Dismantles him in the technical joint manipulation, uh, take joy in hurting somebody way that old Pete Dunne, you know, either the Pete Dunne that I saw in Destiny, or for most of you, the Pete Dunne that we saw in Black and Gold NXT or NXT UK. He takes that title off of Austin Theory, and Austin Theory is dismantled completely. Pete Dunne then takes a turn. He talks about the fact that after he left NXT UK, NXT UK couldn't even exist anymore, which is true, there is no more NXT UK anymore, but before NXT UK was even a thing. He won the WWE UK tournament, and he won this. And he pulls it out of the bag. The old, the first iteration 
of the WWE United Kingdom Championship before it became the centerpiece of NXT UK. And he he wears that around instead, uh, you know, doing the old toss the US title in the bin, evil foreigner, blah, blah, blah. He's so, he's so full of himself that, you know, he takes on his old teammates, he takes out Ridge, he takes out Sheamus with some scheming means, and then he goes on to do a heel slant on a open challenge at SummerSlam for his newly rebranded United Kingdom Championship, and it's answered by Grayson Waller. Because I just want to see Pete Dunne versus Grayson Waller. I don't want to see a babyface versus a heel. I want to see two very different types of heel. I want to see, and I've used this comparison a lot, but I think this works here. Grayson Waller is one particular kind of heel. A heel Pete Dunne is a very, very different kind of heel. Like, he's evil in the sense of, like, how much damage he can do to somebody. Uh, Grayson Waller is a more typical WWE, you know, get everything by scheming means type of heel. You can do that. You can do heel versus heel, and I've always used this example. Give me... Eddie Guerrero at his heel peak, Ric Flair at his heel peak, the dirtiest player in the game versus Mr. Lie, Cheat, and Steal, who can be the bigger piece of shit? I want to see Grayson Waller versus Pete Dunne for the newly rebranded United Kingdom Championship in a who-can-be-the-biggest-piece-of-shit match at SummerSlam. Give it to me. I know people aren't going to like the rebranding idea. That's fine. I'm just having a bit of fun here. It's fine. The Women's Tag Team Championships. The, the Albatross of the WWE collection of titles, now that the 24-7 title is gone. Now, I could have included the 24-7 title, because that could have been fine. We just dropped that literally in a bin as well. But, a different story for a different day. Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan are your current tag team champions, and Liv Morgan is carrying an injury, both in storyline and in real life. Now, they're already in the crosshairs of Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. So... The story, as I see it going right now, is that they're going to keep on picking on Raquel while Liv is gone, because while Liv is gone, they can't defend their title, so they're just going to keep taking on and keep taking on and keep taking on and keep taking on Raquel Rodriguez as a solo uh, as a solo individual, and they're, they're pushing Raquel Rodriguez like a powerhouse, so it's going to be that the only way that they were able to do this is because they have a double-team advantage, they have the MMA background, they've known each other a lot longer, etc., etc., etc. Now... Separately, on SmackDown, you have another set of tag team championships in Ila Dawn and Alba Fire. Now, they can have a couple cursory title defenses on NXT just to say, hey, we carried these titles over onto SmackDown. Who's going to challenge us and whatever? Eventually, Shawn Michaels and Adam Pearce are going to come together and be like, look, we thought you girls were going to do this on your own. Indy Hartwell knew what to do with an NXT championship when you, uh, when you get called up to the main roster. Hell, even a trailblazer like AJ Lee knew what to do with an NXT championship when you get called up to the main roster. You relinquish it so that people after you can have the same accomplishments as you. But here's the thing. We'll sweeten the deal. Adam Pearce, Shawn Michaels, they've talked about it. Because you've done the right thing and relinquished the titles, you get a shot at the um, the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan. Raquel has been beaten down and beaten down and beaten down month after month after, or sorry, not month after month, week after week by Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey, and Liv Morgan has just barely come back despite doctor's orders. She's back before she was supposed to, before she's 100%, but they they take a lot of shit-talking from Isla and Iladon, or sorry, Albafire and Iladon, and at Night of Champions, they drop the belts to Albafire and Ila Dawn, who then immediately pick up an old 
feud with their NXT rivals, Casey Catanzaro and Katana Chance. Now, here's the thing. You know I like Iladon and Elba Fire, but on the other side of the coin, you know I like uh, Katana Chance and... Uh, Caden Carter as well. They got a lot of shit during COVID from a lot of people because the internet's a strange place. Don't do it. Um, I just like them as a team. And here's the thing. Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan, I like them individually. I don't like them as a team. They basically went, you're kind of crazy, you're kind of big, boom, you're a team. Alba Fire and Ayla Dawn meshed a little bit better as a tag team on NXT. These two are an actual proper tag team. That's what I'm saying here. And also... Ela Dawn and Alba Fire and Katana Chance and Caden Carter proving that they don't need any help from the main roster. They can carry their NXT feud onto the main roster, and it still works. That happens at Money in the Bank. Katana Chance, Caden Carter uh, pick up the tag team champion. Yes, I'm, ta I'm hot potatoing them a little bit. Katana Chance, Caden Carter are really awesome baby faces, even though some people find them obnoxious, but then again, those people like Cody Rhodes. Um... Here's the thing, they get the win at Money in the Bank, which is awesome, and they're celebrating and whatever. They're also two of the tiniest women in WWE. I'm not saying that to be derogatory. Katana Chance is tiny. Caden Carter is tiny. What they're able to accomplish uh, in very much a Selena Vega kind of way is awesome. And Katana Chance specifically does things that I've only ever seen her do in that ring. But them, after a hard-fought battle with... Uh, opponents that know them, like Alba and Ila do, because they've already fought so many times, they are going to be a little rougher for the wear after that match is over. So, after their match at Money in the Bank, they are blindsided, and they are the perfect victims for Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey, because Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey, for a couple of weeks now, have been taking on one of, I know they keep wanting to say the, but Rhea Ripley is a thing, one of the biggest, most powerful women in WWE, in Raquel Rodriguez. Think about what these monsters are going to do to these tiny women. And I, again, I'm not saying that to be derogatory, it's just, you know, visual is visceral. I used to say that a lot, that was an expression of mine that I used to use quite a bit. This is your David and Goliath story for SummerSlam. This is Katana Chance, Caden Carter taking on Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Now, you got a you got two challenges. Take Ronda Rousey back to the impressive run she had in her very first year in the WWE and take Shayna Baszler back to the absolute killing machine she was in NXT when her and Rhea Ripley beat AEW in the ratings in the demo. Give me that Shayna Baszler, give me that Ronda Rousey, give me those two having these two for lunch, and people will not be able to not care about these tag team titles anymore. Plus, people really don't like Rousey right now, and keeping her away from a singles title will be something that people will just cheer by proxy, which is a little weird, but it takes us to where we need to go. Now, here's the thing. We are not doing a women's title belt swap. The SmackDown Women's Champion on Raw is currently Rhea Ripley. What you're going to do, you're going to do, you want parity with the men, right? You want parity with the men. The championship on Raw is going to be the World Women's Championship. Get a new belt. Uh, do it similar but not exact to the belt that we're going to crown at Night of Champions for the World Heavyweight Championship. Give that to Ripley. Let her be the historian that renames that belt. It's all good. It's all fine. It's all wonderful. Send her on a path of destruction. Kill everybody. Have her kill Dana Brooke again. Have her kill uh, Natalia, because that's the next one that's lined up for her. Have her kill Indy Hartwell, Candice LeRae, um, 
I don't know, is, is Piper Niven on Raw? I can't think right now. She goes on a path of destruction. On the other side of the coin, on the challenger side of the coin, Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus are having a fight at Night of Champions. That's going to have a shenanigans finish, I'm pretty sure. They're going to have a rematch at Money in the Bank, possibly with a stip. She's going to defeat Trish Stratus because, I mean, let's be real, Trish Stratus is at that part of her career. She's going to do an excellent job of making Becky Lynch look like a million bucks. She's already doing an amazing job of making Becky Lynch look like a million bucks. Becky Lynch is going to walk out with a fucking purpose. The Raw after Money in the Bank interrupt a Judgment Day promo and basically have her stare down Rhea Ripley the way she did a couple of months ago when we thought we were getting this match and say, hey champ, what the hell are you doing at SummerSlam? There's your match. There's one of your marquee matches. There's one of your marquee matches for SummerSlam. I say, I would make an argument for putting this in the main event, but I really like the main event that I'm setting up. So I'm gonna throw this in the semi-main just so, just so that we're clear on that. On the other side of the coin, on the other side of the draft, so to speak, we have the Raw Women's Champion on SmackDown, which unfortunately is still Bianca Belair. Now, you rename that to the WWE Championship. The WWE Women's Championship, sorry. You put it on parody with Roman Reigns' belt, which I'm going to talk about later. Uh, design, stale, design stays similar, um, you know, put it at a similar level, etc. We already know that the match is set for Night of Champions between Bianca Belair and Asuka. Asuka should have won at WrestleMania, but that's another story for another day. We're going to write that wrong at Night of Championships. Or, sorry, Night of Champions. We're going to do a rematch because Bianca Belair is going to come out and be like, ah, girl, ah, ah, and do some weird snappy shit and pretend that the hair isn't a weapon and it's fine. We're going to do a rematch at Money in the Bank with a stip, and she's going to retain. Asuka's going to retain. Listen to me saying this very carefully. Bianca is going to lose two on the bounce, and people on Twitter are going to lose their shit, and I'm going to laugh. Same night, EO Sky successfully broken away from damage control, because I think that's what's going to happen now. I don't think EO Sky and Dakota Kai are going to turn on Bailey. What's going to happen is uh, EO Sky is going to rise above Bailey and Dakota Kai and go on this wicked babyface turn. EO Sky, awesome at. Um, at Backlash. We saw how over she was in Puerto Rico. Let's continue that motivation moving forward, which is why Dakota Kai and Bailey are talking down to her the past couple of weeks, if you've been paying attention. EO Sky wins money in the bank. EO Sky wins money in the bank and cashes in the next night and says, no, I'm not going to sneak up on you, Asuka. I'm not going to, you know, beat you over the head with the briefcase. I'm going to tell you right now that you and I are fighting for that championship at SummerSlam. Boom, there's your next match. Now, here we go. Here's where we have some fun now, right? Because you thought I was going to leave Roman till last. No, I'm going to talk about Roman right now. The WWE undisputed universal champion Roman Reigns, because he's got both belts representing both shows, except both belts don't represent both shows anymore, because Raw has a championship we're going to talk about in a little bit. So, Adam Pearce says, I don't care which one you keep, I don't care which one you toss, but you're one champion, and you're going to carry one belt, because you're only on one show now. Oh, yes. And from there, we get him basically dropping the Universal title for the simplicity's sake, and just have him carry the black belt. If you want to modernize it a little bit, absolutely fine. Um, you have the better-looking belt on Raw if you want to keep the SmackDown 
uh, WWE Championship looking the basically the simple way it does now. I have no problem with that, but you get rid of all the accessorial language. It goes back to just being the WWE Championship. Here's the thing. Roman and Solo have a tag team match against uh, Sammy and KO at Night of Champions. The Usos are going to cost them that. Oh yes, because I don't think I don't think people in, in the Twitter discourse could take it if Roman has to carry any more belts. Because let's be real, he can hold one in one hand, one in the other hand. He could even put that world title around his waist, which would make me laugh. But uh, carrying four belts around just ain't a thing, is it? So the Usos are going to cost Roman and Solo. Um, the tag team titles at Night of Champions, and there you're going to see the beginning of the disintegration of the of the bloodline. Now, after the Usos interfere and cost the match, it's going to be Solo that eats the pin. So with the Usos fucking off and finally being independent, Roman's going to turn on Solo and blame him for the loss instead. You know, you lost the match for me, you couldn't keep your brothers in line, what good are you, whatever. Solo's going to walk out. Solo is going to walk out. They're all going to go their own directions. The Usos are going to do uh, some other things that I'm going to talk about in a second. Solo, if you listen to the rumors online right now, recently, um, several WWE reps have said in the next five years, your two biggest heels in the company are going to be Solo, Sokoa, and Gunther. I'm absolutely okay with that. So they don't even attack Roman, they don't even get a match with him right now, they don't even, they don't do any of that shit, they they do the next best thing, which is like, dude, we're just done with you, you just don't matter anymore, you don't have anybody to sick on us, because we're the ones that you would have sicked on each other, Roman is by himself, he is at the whims of the company once more, he is at the whims of his promotion, and his promotion wants a big marquee match. It's not going to be the main event. We're getting to the main event. But they want a big marquee match for SummerSlam. It's a big signpost. It's a big four pay-per-view. They want big name Roman Reigns that they've been building for all this time against another big name that can get them worldwide acclaim. That has recently got them worldwide acclaim. And at a time where Roman finally has no backup, you bring in somebody who is a nice guy who wouldn't take advantage of the backup, but definitely has a lot, and is rolling off of a whole lot of momentum from Backlash, SummerSlam. You do Roman Reigns on his own, with absolutely no help, defending the WWE Championship against Bad Bunny. Because why the fuck not? I think, I don't think you do a, an LWO heel turn, anything like that, but I think all of the LWO, with how successful they are right now, with all the momentum they have right now, hyping up bad money, reminding everybody how cool he was in Puerto Rico, and setting up another celebrity match, akin to what Roman Reigns and Logan Paul did in Saudi Arabia last year, would be fantastic. Do I think Bad Bunny's going to win? Obviously not. I think it would be a lot of fun. I think it would show that they still see Roman, even after everything falls apart in his life, they still see him as a big marquee thing. But putting him in another celebrity match means we're definitely focusing on other things this evening on SummerSlam. And that is okay. Roman Reigns versus Bad Bunny for the WWE Championship somewhere on the mid-card. Now, tying into all of that is, in fact the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championships. Now, the Undisputed Tag Team Champions right now are Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Kev Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are exclusive to Raw. They are going to defend the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championships one more time. They defend successfully, like I've just said, against, Rome, uh, against Roman and Solo at Night of Champions. Pierce 
re, uh, renames the titles that they get to keep, not the Raw Tag Team Championships, but in fact the World Tag Team Championships. Asks them, and they, you know, they do because, you know, they're not assholes and they're not stirring the pot. The SmackDown Tag Team Championships are taken back to SmackDown, renamed the WWE Tag Team Championships, and they sort it out in a tournament, whatever. It's not really important to what I'm saying right now. I'm going to say that that tournament on SmackDown is won by the Usos, just so that they can go back to Roman and say, look, we left you behind and we got our glory back. That's absolutely fine. That's sort of a mini cap to the story. Sammy and KO go on to Money in the Bank, to defend those titles against the tag team that beat them just this week, the Judgment Day. But it's not the Judgment Day that beat them this past week on Raw. Oh, no, 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 no. It is Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio. Judgment Day go on to win, obviously, because they cheat. And Adam Pearce, he says he can't exactly undo what they did at Money in the Bank, I can't, you know, the referee's decision is final and whatever, but I can think of two guys that have been on the shelf, tag team-wise, for a long time. One's been sort of wallowing on the roster, one's been on the injured reserve list, and they'd really like to sink their teeth into some tag team gold. Adam Pierce announces at SummerSlam that the Judgment Day, Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio, are going to be defending those new world tag team titles against a reunited Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa DIY, backed up by the rest of this new version of the way that they're putting together, which I think is lame, but that's another story for another day. You get the judgment, how banter the Judgment Day are, how banter DIY are, and backed up by the way as well. Imagine DIY with Dexter Loomis in their corner, or possibly J.D. McDonough. That's something that could be coming down the pipe as well. We all know what Rhea Ripley's going to be doing at SummerSlam already. She's going to be focused on Becky Lynch. It all works out. It's all fine. Judgment Day versus DIY SummerSlam for those tag team championships. I'm not going to say who wins, but I think you guys can figure it out. Everybody I'm putting in these matches are people that I like on both sides, so I'm setting myself up a bunch of SummerSlam matches that are all win versus win, and I win either way. Now, what do you do? Oh, with those tag team titles, by the way, here's another thing that's going to make me really, really unpopular. I'm going to take them off the colored straps. I'm not going to change the design of those belts at all. You know why? Because they are the titles that make the most sense in the entire WWE. What is it? It's tag team wrestling. It's two warriors going to war. And what is on those tag team title belt plates? It's two warriors going to war. They're not changing. In fact, just to bother people, just to bother people, I might change them from silver back to the copper. Bring back the, oh, the penny belts. They made sense. They absolutely made sense. So no, I'm not changing the design of the belts. But yes, I'm getting rid of the red and the blue because that didn't really make any sense. I, I like the copper because it was different. Every other belt you see out there, other than some really extremely weird looking ones, is usually black strap and gold or silver or a combination of both. Now, we're going to talk about the World Heavyweight Championship belt in a second, which people are berating for being a mostly gold belt with a silver logo in the front. But those are people that watch AEW look at that title belt. Their arguments are invalid. Oh, yes. So let's move on to the new World Heavyweight Championship that's going to be decided at the Night of Champions between Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. Now, it doesn't make any sense that we are establishing a Raw championship between a Raw superstar and a SmackDown superstar because it's obvious that it's going to be Seth Rollins in real life. Let's be real for a moment. But the fact, the 
fact that they have included AJ Styles, uh, that they have included AJ Styles, who is on SmackDown with his faction, the OC, provides me the opportunity to do the opposite, to go against the grain, to go against, well, everybody thinks they're going to do this, so I'm going to go do this instead. Rollins versus Styles at the Night of Champions. Styles wins. Adam Pearce lets him know after the match, hey, you know, this is the Raw Championship. Congratulations, we're happy to have you as the, the new World Heavyweight Championship, but it means you have to come over to Raw. AJ Styles, on the other hand, no dummy, even though some people like to say he is, which is weird, he wasn't drafted to SmackDown as an individual talent. He was drafted as part of a unit known as the OC. So now, the OC comes over to Raw, which to me makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways because they're going to get super faction heavy on SmackDown, and there's, what, two fact? There's Judgment Day and Imperium on on Raw because they haven't technically officially put the way back together yet so I think having one more faction on on Raw is a nice neat little touch Seth Rollins and AJ Styles have ridiculous respect for each other after their match it's it's babyface babyface it's absolutely fine um they don't really do much to each other other than they both agree that each other was like their biggest challenge and you have one of those mutual respect promos that starts off raw that people seem to hate for some weird reason it's interrupted by the judgment day and finn balor who absolutely cannot stand all the nice guy nice guy stuff so while we build to a respectful rematch between rollins and styles at money in the bank you also have the judgment day and the and the oc sort of starting to kick off a group battle type dynamic to set up some longer stories for later on down the way as well we do the match again they do some kind of step on it i would love to see styles rollins not a full iron man match but maybe a 30 minute iron man match between the two of them would be absolutely fine at money in the bank because you know what else happens at money in the bank finn fucking balor wins money in the bank he comes out after their 30-minute Iron Man match, attacks both of them with all the Judgment Day in tow, and announces that he will be he representing the Judgment Day will be main eventing SummerSlam when he takes on AJ Styles for the World Heavyweight Championship. Boom. Absolutely ridiculous. I'm waiting for every single comment down in the comment section below or on Twitter at SpazPhoenix to tell me I'm absolutely out of my mind. But I think that would be so fucking good. So everybody going in thinking Rollins is the easy win at Night of Champions. And not only does the other guy win, the other guy comes in, changes the whole fucking game on Raw. And now he's already moved on to his next challenger in Finn Balor. Finn Balor, who, you know, kind of you know, was the one that Rollins beat to get into that thing in the first place. I think it's very cool. I think eventually, down the line, you do a triple threat with all three. I think eventually Balor gets that title and he has to defend it up against Rollins because it's not like those two have bad matches. The triple threat between the three of them would be fantastic as well, but I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with Styles has his, um, you know, he has his big success at the Night of Champions. He has a respectful back-to-back -back win over Seth Rollins to set him up. Balor's night is Money in the Bank. 
setting up a bigger night for SummerSlam. And I'm sorry. The Judgment Day is fucking awesome. While we're while we're coming down to the the simmering embers and the vapor of the bloodline, you are now into the. I mean, it's Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley as a single star is the biggest success story in WWE right now. Judgment Day as a faction, LWO are a lot of fun, and I hope they do a lot of really wicked stuff. Don't get me wrong. The Judgment Day with the World Heavyweight Championship as their centerpiece and potentially still the World Tag Team Championships, and the newly branded World Women's Champion in Rhea Ripley, plus, plus, they do have a little bit of a connection with Imperium after this week, they do have a little bit of a connection with the Bloodline, as we've seen in previous weeks, and they might have a new member in JD McDonough, which is going to piss off all the right people. This could be the year of the Judgment Day, yeah! On the other side, as people love to make fun of, I'll do it anyways. So here's your SummerSlam. Here's the SummerSlam that I've set up by fixing all these titles. You got Bronson Reed versus Gunther for the IC title. You got Pete Dunne versus Grayson Waller for the United Kingdom Championship. You got Ronda and Shayna, like, let's be real, absolutely killing uh, Katana Chance and, and Caden Carter. You've got Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch for the World Women's Championship. You've got Io Sky versus Asuka for the WWE Women's Championship. You've got Roman versus Bad Bunny for the WWE title. You've got the Judgment Day versus the newly reunited DIY for the World Tag Team Championships. Usos, I haven't fit into this card anywhere, but put them in there against anybody for the newly renamed WWE Tag Team Championships. And in the main event, you have the world heavyweight champion AJ Styles defending against Mr. Money in the Bank, Finn Balor. I'm sorry, I know none of this is going to happen, but some of it would be a lot of fun. Anyways, let me know what you guys think. I've been Spaz, your YWC Reality Check. Subscribe up there, talk down there, start a conversation, keep all these conversations going. Don't be a stranger, I will talk to each and every last one of you later, but for right now, I am tagging out. Bye, guys.